0: Ho ho ho! Merry Christmas, everyone! This holiday season, we're going back to the Matrix, directed by Lana Wachowski. It's gonna be
1: out by like it's gonna be out by like New Year's for some people. No, no,
0: no <laughs> this this is this will be good to go. We don't need any tangents. We don't need any digressions. I think, obviously, I'll be the judge the of Matrix that. The resu- <laughs> Matrix the Matrix Resurrections, I think, is a pretty simple film that speaks for itself. And whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing, I think it's up to the individual. But it's not that complicated. Do you think so? My co-host, Matt Garingo?
1: Um, why didn't they just build the Matrix out of Neo's? Checkmate. You see particularly triggered right now can you tell me what happened i've had dreams that are just dreams are.
0: full full spoilers so if you haven't seen
1: i was trying to the think the matrix of like resurrections go
0: go watch it and then come back someone. and listen to this
1: yeah what the fuck are you doing here if you haven't seen it are you are your yeah of mind? um
0: regardless of whether or not we end up positive on it you should watch it matt what'd you think a good movie. I agree. All right, bye yep. everyone. Yeah, I uh, think people uh, are uh, cowards uh, about it. Not everyone.
1: Or but I haven't seen that many like negative responses. People seem to be responding very positively to it. Yeah. Even people that like didn't like the Matrix sequels. Yeah. Um which makes me think that there's like an inevitable backlash to Resurrection's coming.
0: <laughs> I think the more like Okay, so the last two weeks, I've not nostalgic, but I've been I've been a little curious about like, what's the the old YouTube film community up to? You know the ones I used to watch like pretty regularly, like mm-hmm. five to eight. Is it all ago.
1: them like tearing their hair out <laughs> and like, what did you do, Matrix? Well, because like some
0: of these people, I know I'm just not gonna have the same opinion about stuff with. So like I even checked out a little bit of the Far From Home reviews and naturally or No Way Home reviews. And people were like, wow, it's like the best blockbuster of the year. Like, it's the most fun you'll have. No, it's not perfect, but yada, 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 right? And the way they just talk about certain films, it, I don't understand why Matrix Resurrections is like the line so many people drew. We're like, yeah, it's a little sillier, but like, so what? Like, this wasn't a problem when fucking Tony Stark and Doctor Strange were cracking jokes like to each other um, amidst an impending alien invasion,
1: are people complaining about the jokes? Yeah, they're like, yeah, you know,
0: I didn't expect the Matrix to be a comedy, and it's like, it's it's mm-hmm. not. <laughs> there's jokes in it.
1: It's a, I mean, it like I will say it's a comedy for like the first like fifteen yeah, minutes. It's like I, I've seen a lot of comparisons
0: pretty... to like Gremlins two and You Nightmare. And I, mm-hmm. I don't want people to get too married to those ideas specifically, but I, I think those are pretty good touchstones for what the film's going yeah, for. Yeah, it's definitely
1: got elements mm-hmm. of that. It also really did feel kind of like uh, fucking like 21 Jump Street, the movie, where like they literally sit down with uh, what's-his-name from Parks and Recs, and he's like, yeah, you know, we're recycling old ideas because we're out of new ones. And he's like, oh, he's describing the movie in a meta way. Mm-hmm. But this, like, even gets more meta because they straight up say Warner Brothers Yeah, at one yeah point. Warner Brothers is going to do this
0: with or without you,
1: which we know yeah. to be true. <laughs> um. <laughs> which is a wild thing to just throw out there in the movie. And that movie. they
0: let Lana Wachowski do that, frankly.
1: Yeah. Well, I bet you, like, the executive is like, ha, ah, so meta. And then it's like, you are letting Lana say that you basically forced her back into doing mm-hmm. this because it was going to be either her or someone else. Because, like, the other end the line is, like, well, don't we have a deal where they can't do that? And it's, like, yeah, but they're not going to listen. <laughs> like, which is, like, wow.
0: Yeah, I I think people were also kind of, like, shocked by, like, this, like, people called it a really cynical movie. It's, like, it's just telling you, like, what it is. And I didn't find it cynical at all, I, honestly. I didn't find it that like, cynical either. Like, it is, like, it's very much like you fucking, like, it's cynical about the right things. It's not a, I I don't think it's a film that's like denigrating the audience or anything like that. Yeah. Like it's very much a love letter to like the artists and like the people that like truly engage mm-hmm. with the art forms. But among many other things as we all discussed.
1: Well, all right. So when I when I watched it the other night, my the review I posted on letterboxd was just all caps me going what the hell is wrong with you people <laughs> and the main thing was because like i all the takes leading into it didn't i didn't find that them to be true at all Oh, like the, <laughs> it's so crazy
0: you're gonna have to watch it multiple times to digest it
1: yeah like uh, look uh, here's the thing like yes it is crazy Yes, I will have to watch it multiple times to really like to get like to the layers of it, mm-hmm. you know. But it is significantly easier to follow than the the Matrix the other two Matrix sequels. I would I argue. would
0: completely agree. Like, I was um, actually kind of shocked, and I think people like we're talking about how like people try to rewrite rewrite their experience and reviews with the Force Awakens, right?
1: And yeah, I think yeah. people
0: are trying to do that with the Matrix sequels now we're like, this film doesn't have the quality of filmmaking as the other Matrix films, even the sequels, which I've always liked, by mm-hmm. the way, and I have no complicated relationship with. You know, it's yeah. like you can have complicated relationship with art, you know? <laughs> like, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Your tastes change yeah. and evolve. You could have liked them back then and disliked them now. Like, it's totally fine to feel that way. You're wrong, but it's totally fine to feel that
1: way. <laughs> Um, well, I think it's that thing of... Someone pointed out online... I can't remember who did this, but someone pointed out how like, there are certain segments of gamers who aren't really good at understanding why they like the games mm-hmm, they like. I'm willing to bet
0: that's why those Where, same people don't like this movie too much.
1: Yeah, well, there's the mentality of like good games are hard games. I like good games, that, that for the thing I like was hard, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like that, that's not necessarily true. And I think there's a mentality among certain segments of film, the film viewing public that's like smart movies are good movies. Movies I like are good, therefore movies I like are smart, mm-hmm. right? And I think there were people that were initially dismissive of the Matrix sequels and then people kind of pointed out like actually they're dealing with like a lot of heavy ideas and then people have just kind of given in have been like well okay if it's about all those ideas then it's good mm-hmm. right? And I think that's like you know, it's okay to be like, to recognize that the Matrix sequels are doing smart things and still not liking them, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's totally fine, and I think some people aren't good at doing that. And then I think some of the Matrix Resurrections' responses have been like both a mea culpa for how this other sequels were treated, but also kind of trying to be like, look guys, I'm up to snuff on all this deep philosophical shit, and I did not get that on of Matrix Resurrections. <laughs> I don't know I, the response has been really strange. Yeah, like
0: uh, thankfully I, I, on my Twitter feed, like the the people that I follow, all of the people that listen to this podcast, the five of you, the hmm. um, everyone seems to have enjoyed it to a degree.
1: Yeah, I'll just say like I, I guess the big takeaway, the one thing I just a hundred percent didn't feel was that it was difficult to follow. I didn't either. Right? So
0: I I saw this like, in in a theater, the Chinese theater uh, in Hollywood, and masked mm-hmm. up. Vaxed, we're all good to go. Hopefully, I mean, I, at the end of the day, I don't know, right? um But uh, the the crowd was like half the crowd was into it, and then the moment it ended, someone was like, "Can I go into the Matrix and unwipe that from my memory?" <laughs> and I almost started throwing fists.
1: There's always that yeah. guy, you know. There's always that fucking yeah. person. But also, like-
0: uh again, so, um, I'm just gonna hop to the end really quick here. When Trinity remembered who she was, and she was like, "My name is Trinity." Someone cheered. And then other people joined in. So, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I think that's a pretty, like, apt of the general consensus right now.
1: <laughs> I think this one is going to be a, like, kind of sleeper hit among the general public, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I think the average person will end up yeah. liking it. And also, and I like,
0: think... just really quick, I also want to say that it's it's just, like, a straight-up really entertaining
1: movie all the way through. Like, yes. I was
0: really – I didn't expect that, I guess.
1: It's the most, like, straightforwardly entertaining Matrix movie since the Mm -hmm. original, you know? Like, in terms of, like, when we're going to have certain philosophical debates, the movie isn't going to stop for fucking ten minutes while we have a discussion.
0: There's also, like, ticking clock elements to it, too, which probably makes it, like, harder for them to do that in this film. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, there's a moment where where Neo's freaking out because he's not ready to wake up quite yet. And they're like, oh, we're losing them. We're losing them. Does he know about the mirror? Ah, oh, hang on. Let me put my hand through the mirror. Hey, we gotta go. Like, what? Let's wrap this up. <laughs> you know.
1: Well, it's it's funny where it's like. I would say that the the first. Until Neo gets out of the Matrix, it's like I could see that part being a little confusing because there's a lot of stuff being thrown at you. Reboot itself four and times. And I think the movie does. Yeah, I do, I do. I think the movie does a very successful job, of getting you to a point where you're like wait is this like a meta movie and is this guy who thinks he's neo really losing his mind Mm -hmm. you know like having gone in i really went in completely blind with this yeah i mean
0: apart from the trailers i i didn't know like anything
1: (laughs) yeah and so i think it it's a testament that like as i'm watching it i'm like is it gonna be that? Which cause also I was hearing like it being kinda of divisive and stuff like that, and I was like, I can understand if that's divisive for people. And then at a certain point it's like, nope, it's it's another matrix mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> and which I was like cool with. Um, but like other than that, like after that it's it becomes very clear what's going on for the most part. Mm-hmm. Right? And even when there are like massive lore dumps, there's usually something else going on. Yeah. Right, like I think, like the the one of the best ones is when Neil Patrick Harris is giving his whole villain speech, and there's the bullet just slowly going towards uh, Trinity, mm-hmm. and it's like you might not know what the fuck Neil Patrick Harris is talking about, but you do know that a bullet is heading towards yeah. Trinity. <laughs> I,
0: I mean, that's like such another great example of like the ticking clock element to this film, where it's like you can't yeah. just have the characters sit around and monologue like in Matrix Reloaded, which you know, like I do love in that movie. But that movie does also, like, stop often for me. <laughs> and this one yes. didn't, like, at all, on first viewing, at least. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. I-, I did not have a chance to rewatch it, so, like, I do have to have the Wikipedia open just so I can get everything straight, because there's a lot of, a lot happens mm-hmm. in this movie. Uh, I um, Wikipedia plot synopsis is written out of order, by the way, which is a little frustrating. Oh, that sucks. Uh, yeah, it's doing that, like... Uh, Thomas Anderson is a successful video game developer, and then the next part is about the opening scene, mm. which uh, I guess that makes sense if you're writing a plot synopsis. But hey, because uh, man, I had no, that fucking opening was wild, Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know. And like, this is another thing we the the Force Awakens rewriting of reviews uh, that you like to bring up. I think that's definitely happening here again because it's like. Well the Matrix Resurrections is just the same plot as the first one. It is nowhere like near the yeah. plot of the first one. It it is the first one for like these opening scenes and then it does end with Neo having to save someone. And that's it. That's like the comparison right there. And it is very yeah. intentionally like not just riffing on the first one to like look at how remember these things you liked? It's saying that the system's broken if it has to be repeating things like, yeah. It's not just Ghostbusters, I guess.
1: Hmm. I think our mutual friend uh, uh, Abby described this movie as like a coda almost, like like kind of like the Godfather coda, you know. Mm. <laughs> um, and I that makes a lot of sense. Although I believe they've been talking about the hopes that this leads to, and like this is the beginning of a new trilogy. I'm sure. The um,
0: the producers think that. I, I don't know about mm-hmm. Lana Wachowski. This one does kind of feel like she said everything she needs to say, which we'll we'll try to parse yeah. out here.
1: But there's enough there that it feels like the door's I, open. That I do agree know?
0: with. However, on the right. red carpet, uh she was asked about that very subject, that this potentially leading to a new trilogy. And uh she just kinda of like kind of playing it off and then she's like, My producer's right over there. Um <laughs> but no. <laughs> <laughs> so All I right. mean that could have just been her playing coy, you know? Yeah. But um
1: Keanu did say it in an in an interview though. Mhm. He did he did drop the word new trilogy in an interview. Yeah. So I mean, hey. I mean, they set up a lot here. It really did feel like they were setting up a lot. Now there's this, there's definitely a self-contained story, of course, but like that door's de- They definitely left that door open. Yeah,
0: Um. before we get too into it, let me just say I think this is one of the best Hollywood blockbusters of the last, like, at least since Fury Road. I I found this, like, mm-hmm. an incredibly fulfilling theater experience. Like, the moment it ended, I was like, a billion stars. This is the best movie I've ever seen.
1: And it's not,
0: but I stand by the billion-star statement.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm willing to go that far with it. Okay, either.
0: I... I, I f- fucking love this movie. I've been playing kind of, like, I've been reserving myself a little bit. I fucking loved this movie so much. I was hoping to enjoy it as much as Reloaded, and I, I, I'm in love. I'm in love with it.
1: I think I was hoping for Lana Wachowski to go full Mad Max Fury Road. I think I'm just going to be chasing that Fury Road high the rest of my mm-hmm. life. You know, like, no movie's ever going to be that good ever again. <laughs> <laughs> um... Because like I think other people point, I think the uh, the action in this is serviceable, but it's not like crazy, you know. I appreciated um,
0: the attempts to do something different, and I think it paid off sometimes. Mm-hmm. And other times, she's just very, very clearly, in my opinion, much more interested in like Neo and Trinity trying to hold hands again. Like that's more thrilling to me than like a lot yeah. of the action in this, which I do think is like at least foundationally solid.
1: Yeah, all that stuff landed. I, I felt the like neo Trivy stuff. It was just like you know, there was there was no equivalent of like the burly brawl scene, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like it, like which is a scene that like kind of doesn't work, but is also still kind of awesome, you know. <laughs> like I was hoping to see that like overreaching again, like them try like like Lana trying to do something that like oh we're just not there yet, but in like ten years it's going to be the norm. Right? Yeah, and. And there's not really any of that. And there's already a I lot could... of
0: um, defensive criticism, which I honestly do subscribe to, but I will concede some stuff in a second, where uh, people are saying, like, well, you know, the point isn't the action this time. Like, it really is about, like, this love story and this, like, yeah. heart, like, message to humanity. And I agree with all of that, but I also agree with people on the opposite side where they're saying, like, okay, but that doesn't that doesn't protect the action like we can still have criticism about the action and it's like, yeah, there's there's valid criticisms here, I feel. So, even if yeah, she's I, not striving to change the game in that sense.
1: Yeah, and I would agree and I would agree that almost like it like I'm sure the action kinda not being as revolutionary is the point almost, mm-hmm. you know? I'm saying I'm shocked that more people aren't coming out like leading with that. Where it's like and I guess maybe that's just where we're at as a culture where like we don't expect movies to wow us in terms of their action anymore. You know, mm-hmm. like I talk... like who is going in the Spider Man fucking whatever, the fuck <laughs> being like, oh, I can't w-. like after when I remember being a kid after Spider Man Two, I'm like, Jesus Christ, how the fuck is the Sandman fight gonna look? <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's gonna be fucking incredible. And now it's like the Doc Ock fight in the new one's probably gonna look just like whatever it looks like when he's punching the Green Goblin. Yeah, I know? mean, and,
0: and hey, just uh, remind listeners we haven't seen No Way Home yet. I think we both generally yeah. know what happens for the most part in that movie. We'll get around to it, mm. um, and that is something that's that's quite sad, uh, which is also maybe why I, I'm I find myself going to bat more for Snake Eyes, GI Joe origin story, because <laughs> it's like even though the action is not like outstanding, it's like look what they did. Like this is cheaper than a hundred million dollars, and it looks so much fucking better than a bunch of stuff. It's color graded properly too. The environments are, like, distinct. You get a feeling of the textures of the world. Like, I was just really shocked that like, how did they do that? Why did they do I that for a such... G.I. Joe
1: movie?
0: I don't give a shit about G.I. I Joe. there
1: is such a problem with just, like, basic film language not being understood by most of the public, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm not, like, saying, like, in-depth or anything like that, or even, like, if you listen to a podcast, maybe, about how action scenes are done. <laughs> like, I'm just talking about, like, it, it feels like kids should know what the Kuleshov effect is. Yeah. Like, that's, like, a very basic concept. And no one understands it. So I don't think people know what they should be asking from their movies anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? It's, it's so much less, like... And then, if you don't know, all you're going to ask for is, like, lore stuff and character stuff. And the Marvel movies deliver on that in spades, usually. But, uh you're not going to the movie to see, like, oh, I can't wait to see how they're going to beat this villain, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? (laughs) Like, it's why the villain problems like, is such a thing in the Marvel Universe. It's not just because they're boring. It's because, like, the action, like, it's not like when they start fighting, it's like an interesting fight scene, Mm -hmm. you know? Can you think of the unique fight scenes in the MCU?
0: It's the first Avengers culmination. Because, like, I mean, that that movie just, like, on a machine level Yeah, but that's just them
1: versus a horde. Uh Like, that's different. I'm talking about, like, a one-on-one, like... Or even, like, a team going up against... Because here's the thing. I think there's very few differences between the Ironmonger fight at the end of Iron Man 1... And the confrontation with Thanos in Infinity Game, <laughs> in terms of an action scene. Game, yeah, I agree with that. I,
0: I don't Infinity think game, the action the in those last couple Avengers is like anything to write home about.
1: It's it's like one where like the it's like anime power levels are higher. Thanos throws mm-hmm. a moon, right? But how is that different than when the Ironmonger threw a car? Yeah, yeah. You know, like and they're both and, bad. <laughs> like that's a <the> problem. Yeah. <laughs> Well, look, it, look well, it's one thing if, like, the Iron Monger was just like, okay, it gets the story going, but you should be doing something different. Mm. <laughs> by, where it's, like, it's almost more exciting when you have a scene, like, in, uh... There's, you know, there's a scene in Infinity War where he just replaces the element gun with, like, a bubble gun. Yeah, it's right? like, oh... Which is, like, m- better than any of the action in the movie. And, you know, I will give credit to, uh, the Winter Soldier
0: still for... Like, it's not, like, once you, like, really start watching movies... To a degree, you're like, mm. oh yeah, this isn't like, like anything truly special, but it's like good for like a born riff. Like it's very clearly aping that style. Yeah, and, like I've seen it done at least a lot built, worse.
1: They built the action around Captain America using his shield. Yeah, you know, like he,
0: like the the shot reverse shot of the fight. It's like okay, mm. he's shooting at me, shield. Okay, he's getting up close. He's trying to get the shield away, knife. Okay, block the knife. Like it. There's like an evolving. Element to it where they're stripping mm. stuff away from the characters. Like, I know people yeah. really cooled on that movie, and I totally fucking get it. But that that one still really mm. works for me. It's
1: very basic, but it's like still leagues ahead of some of the other Marvel. Yeah, you stuff, know, even like my beloved
0: you know? Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I don't go to those for the movies or for the action. I should say, mm. unfortunately, and that's not like a defense. It's very damning, <laughs> but I do. Mm-hmm. I, I really wish that the action was like stronger in those
1: yeah i mean i i think that can be said for basically all Mm -hmm. of them you know like and i think maybe like homecoming is one of the few times i remember actually kind of liking the action in it you know which is why i think i gave the new spider-man such a pass for a long time (laughs) i
0: I don't know about like the the physical fights
1: i like the first vulture fight on the truck oh we're chasing the truck
0: yeah 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 that's that's fun
1: and then I like the rescue in the uh, Washington Yeah, that's County the best like.
0: one. That's the best, like, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. like, hero scene Thing in the, in the, the franchise.
1: Yeah. It's arguably the best hero moment in yeah, the Yeah, when I say
0: franchise, I do mean MCU, not, like, Spider-Man in general. <laughs> like, because, like, yeah. look, I promise we're going to go back to Matrix Resurrections because this franchise Monopoly shit is point, the, also yeah. a point of discussion in the film. But, like, looking back at, like, the MCU Spider-Man stuff, Like, when I saw the No Way Home trailer, I was like, wow, that that actually kind of looks like fun. And it totally is hitting the nostalgia button, but, you know, I'm not made of stone. But I also shouldn't Mm -hmm. be thinking that The Amazing Spider-Man 2 looks like fucking Avatar compared to it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Which is a bad film, and
0: I've seen some of you motherfuckers try to reclaim. Like, look, whatever, enjoy what you want, leave me out of this. (laughs) That I do not agree with that at all. But that movie looks like it has, like, a color palette. And, like, contrast Mm -hmm. and lighting. And they just don't do that for the Marvel stuff anymore.
1: And there's definitely more of that here, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And the Matrix
0: Resurrections looks gorgeous and fantastic.
1: It's just, I think there's, you know, there's... Like, why put the effort into, like, a big action scene these days? The audience isn't even going to notice it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I kind of get, like, a certain, like... Just giving into the machine on that level, you know, it yeah. kind of makes me want to revisit Jupiter Ascending to see what the action was in that, you know. I I
0: think the action was like really fun in that.
1: Yeah, because the like it, it, the weird thing it's like of all this stuff, the Wachowskis are like excellent action filmmakers, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird to come out of this and like if there was a if I was ranking things in it, I wouldn't rank the action super high. It's just it's just odd, you know. Like that's the one thing maybe I went into this going like. Maybe I won't understand it, but at least the action will be kind of crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. Now it's like, well, I understood it, but the action wasn't that crazy. <laughs> yeah,
1: but it's it's straight. I'm not even going like it was terrible. It was it was entirely serviceable, and it worked. And it didn't like det- detract from the story anyway. It was just something I of the things I was expecting and not expecting. I wasn't expecting that.
0: <laughs> One thing I did like about the action, I I would say loved, is um the Matrix Resurrections has this idea about like alright well you had your revolution the old guard is frankly just tired they want to live peacefully as they can before their time is up in this world and how it addresses that it's like yeah that's like a valid feeling to have but you shouldn't like subjugate the younger generations to that same Mm. thing because they still have their lives to live and I didn't expect the movie to get into any of that I don't know why the Matrix series is a, a series about revolution I shouldn't have not thought that right Uh. And so the action with Neo and Trinity is much more defensive now. They don't use mm-hmm. guns in this entire film.
1: Yeah, everyone yeah. else
0: does and it's really fucking cool we'll get into that, but uh, Neo and Trinity like they play much more defensively. And not that Neo doesn't also like well, I think kick that's also base, but
1: <laughs> I think for the most part there's no gun play from Neo in the Matrix sequels. Oh yeah, cuz he's god. Yeah. Although so, here he's not God again yet. Yeah, he's half a God.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, we'll get into that.
1: <laughs> um, but, uh, what was I going to say? Um, you maybe would have been more prepared for the stuff about uh, the different factions and all that stuff if you had played Matrix Online between the year 2005 and 2009.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, let's get into that.
1: Um, which I took a lot of notes on. Um, and I should have you know... Um, I only took one note on Matrix Resurrections because I was trying to just watch the movie. And that one note, in all caps at the top of my paper, is just CHAD.
0: Oh, yeah. Chad Stahelski.
1: I I wrote down the moment that happened.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Chad playing Chad. Which is like... That's the level of meta that this movie's going for. Yeah. And that doesn't inherently make it good, but it is something I appreciate in this specific instance. Chad Stahelski, for people that don't know, is the director of the John Wick franchise. He's he's up to direct a bunch of action shit because it turns out he's really fucking good at it. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was also, he started as one of Keanu Reeves' stunt doubles on the Matrix trilogy. Yes. And is an action choreographer in his own right, working with uh, the group 8711, which do the John Wicks and um a, a bunch the basically a bunch of stuff the best action you've seen in the last couple years is is probably they're responsible for okay
1: hey why did John wick four get pushed back by a year
0: um this is another thing about the action I think Keanus just getting a little older
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I thought the movie's like one. basically finished really
1: i that's what I had heard did they not start filming am I hearing the wrong things
0: i i I don't know actually I've been like like not pursuing any information on that because I'm like, oh fuck yeah, John Wick, I'm in. Like that's mm-hmm. all I need. But let me let me see. I don't know. That's that's concerning. I'm I'm worried about them now.
1: Huh. A, a production officially wrapped October 2021. Okay. Okay. Now that there, there's entirely, it's it's possible that uh. How do I say this? That like I think the COVID pandemic we don't recognize how much it's kind of messing with the film industry a little bit Mm -hmm. Um, I think you could definitely tell watching this movie that uh, COVID might have affected the production of Matrix 4 Um, so maybe maybe they're looking at their footage that they've shot so far and they realize maybe we should shoot some more stuff
0: (laughs) maybe Um, yeah that's yeah that's too bad fuck Strange
1: year. did some algorithm tell them to do it
0: I mean, maybe, but I don't know. It's um, a weird thing to
1: announce, like, the day after Matrix drops, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Because there was a world where both Matrix and John Wick 4 were going to drop on the same day. Do you remember this? Yeah, I
1: remember that. It was like a very brief moment where it looked like that was going to happen.
0: Yeah, and I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna die and go to heaven. <laughs> like, I was so excited. Little did I fucking know. <laughs> um, Yeah, that's... Uh, damn shame, because the stack cast for Jockey Four is, like, legendary at this point. Clancy Brown's in it. Clancy Brown. Lawrence Fishburne returns, because him and Keanu Reeves are going to do Class Warfare. <laughs> Donnie Yen, Rina Soyama, Bill Skarsgård, Scott Adkins, Hiroyuki Sanada. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. It's, uh, fun stuff. Yeah, sorry, I- I'm super excited about John Wick Four.
1: Yeah, I mean, who isn't? <laughs> it just—it was a weird announcement.
0: Yeah, that yeah. it's
1: just like, oh, it's going—it's got pushed back by another year. Um, which I just—it's a weird. I don't know why. <laughs> I guess is—is is what I'm saying. Nah, yeah, I, I. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm hoping just the stupid algorithm told them to do it. You know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's like, well, we want to get maximum number of people in the theater, and we're not going to be at. Uh, pre-COVID levels by uh, the initial release date. Um, but a full year is a lot, so. Yeah,
0: I, and I yeah. mean, look, if that is the case, that's understandable. Because you remember when, like, people were like, oh, yeah, COVID will only be around for a couple months. And then, mm-hmm. I like, you could see all the studios pulling releases. Like, it, it started happening, like, really fast at a certain yeah. point. That's when I was like, oh, okay, like, all right. The, the numbers people are saying, like, this is probably going to go badly for a while. I think think we're gonna see that again yeah after the holidays unfortunately
1: well it's it. i mean i it it, this will probably affect uh matrix's box office you know yeah Um, i mean it's probably not gonna be a major hit i I think we talked about
0: it last time too but like apart from spider-man and no time to die in america movies didn't make money even Mm -hmm. the ones that got to like 400 million didn't really make money and I think also apologies if you hear rain. It just started fucking pouring outside mm-hmm. right now. Um, but like movies are not going to do good on any level right now, mm-hmm. which is which is probably why you need the day and date stuff again. But also don't surprise your talent with that information. Talk to them first next yeah, time. That's, that's
1: what. That's the problem happened. with what happened. Yeah. Not
0: this fucking debate about theaters versus streaming. Mm-hmm. That's that's a whole other argument. Sorry, it's just there's a lot going on in the world, and it's worth mentioning.
1: Well, well, the next, it looks like the next three. The other thing is the next three Marvel movies are all established characters, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this year the they really weren't. I guess Black mm-hmm. Widow,
0: but I mean, but Black that, Widow that movie's did the, the simultaneous
1: stands. releasing too. Yeah. So, um, I I wonder if how much that will affect uh, future box office. Which is a little sad, but hey, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, let's talk about Matrix Online. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, here. Do you want to say the big thing?
1: Um, no, I-, I got a few <laughs> big things to talk about. Oh, fuck, okay. Um, so Matrix Online was an MMORPG that you could play between the year 2005 and 2009. It lasted four years. A little sad, but hey, they tried. Um, and that was the weird thing where, I think it's related to this, where... Uh, post Matrix 3 the Wachowskis really doubled down on like video games being the future of the Matrix you know Mm -hmm. and you can see why they would do that you know like what is there a a better medium to explore the nature of like choice and free will than video games right
0: Yeah, yeah yeah
1: and I think especially lately you can see other people that took up that picked up the ball of that as like a theme and just ran with it in video game circles you know I can't tell you how many games have been, like, about that. (laughs) Uh, The Matrix games never really got there. One of the things that... But one of the things Matrix Online was promoted as was it was going to have an ongoing story. um, More so than other uh, MMORPGs at the time. Um, You know, there was always, like, factions and stuff like that and basic events, but this was like, no, there's a fucking plot in this MMORPG. And I wrote down some of it because it's very interesting. Um, The first thing that happened in The Matrix Online was called the race to find the one. And uh, that was a race between the different factions of The Matrix to find Neo's residual self-image, which had shattered across The Matrix, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a big point in this era that the machines have not returned neo's body that because that's like an overarching thing that the, that the machines never returned neo's body but also have never admitted to destroying it and recycling it like other bodies correct right um that ends up being a big thing and it, it kind of plays into uh the plot of this film mm-hmm. <laughs> um Oh, by the way, this stuff was considered canon. I'm not sure how canon it is now, but it was, like, up until very recently. I'm willing to
0: bet it is still incredibly canon, which is, frankly, like, mind-blowing.
1: <laughs> yeah, because um, there cause there's a lot of lore dumps that, like, some of it contradicts what happens in this game um, in the new Matrix, but some of it doesn't. So um, there's also, like, multiple factions in the game. There's, like, there's, of course, Zion... There's the machines, but the machines are no longer openly antagonistic to Zion. Um, In fact, some of them are... uh, They just keep the peace quote. which means, like, if you're from Zion and you violate the peace, like, of course you're going to be a target, but they're not going to stop you from getting people out of the Matrix. Uh, There's the Merovingians faction, which is running around, and then there's, like, Neo-worshippers, and then the best of all, the Cypherites... Wow. Which are worshippers of Cypher <laughs> who think that it's actually wrong to keep unplugging people from the Matrix and that they, sh- they should be forcing people back into the Matrix. So there's like all of these different factions running around. So all the different factions, there was a race to see which factions could collect the most of Neo's residual self-image post this... There ended up being this appearance of red-eyed agents, which were agents that just attacked anyone. They didn't seem to listen to orders from the machines. And they were able to get a hold of Neo's RSI fragments and make their own like Neo crossed with agents beings. <laughs> so like they have their own one now. Um, there was a thing called Nightfall, in which the werewolves and the vampires under the Merovingian like tried to overthrow him, and now you can make basically. Basically, what this means is now you can have an avatar that is part uh, vampire and part werewolf in the Matrix.
0: Oh God, fuck yeah!
1: That's all that really was. Now here is the big one. This is the one I think you were you wanted me to start with. An event called Hunt for Morpheus. Um, Morpheus, who is a character in uh, Matrix Online, um was very frustrated with the machines refusing to return Neo's body or answer any questions. So we decided to step things up a bit and he set off bombs throughout the matrix. Now they're not like explosion bombs, but they are bombs that will make blue pills see the code in the matrix and make huge swaths of people wake up instantly, which could affect, you know, the machines, uh, power supply. Uh, this made everyone unhappy. (laughs) And basically, everyone was after Morpheus at a certain point because this was this was fucking up the truce. Um, seven days into the hunt for Morpheus, event Morpheus is assassinated in game. <laughs> Canon Morpheus is dead. He was assassinated by a guy called the Assassin who we don't really know who he's working for. It comes out later that he was probably working for the Merovingian and he's like a corrupt program, but his goal ends up being like he wanted to destroy the whole matrix. Um, another fun thing is that, uh, the assassin also killed agent Skinner, who was the liaison between, uh, uh, machine allied red pills and, uh, other factions. So after that, he got replaced with uh, Agent Pace, a new form of agent, which basically means now there are female agents in the oh. Matrix. <laughs> so diversity win. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, they're girl bosses. Yeah, girl bosses. I mean, hey, I'm surprised there wasn't anything like that in this, but hey. Other, a little bit. Nothing like to that extent, but yeah. um,
0: the boardroom scene.
1: And now, I will say, after the death of Morpheus, uh, Matrix Online kind of... It never took off the way it was, so I think there was a lot of problems. There's a lot of, like, back-and-forth infighting amongst the different fashions. The assassin is eventually killed. The Cypherites' attempt to, like, do kind of what Morpheus did, but in reverse, and set off these bombs that will trap people in the Matrix Uh, didn't work out. Mm. Um, But... uh, the other big thing is that uh, there's a faction um, controlled by a guy called the Major who's a program. He's like a military leader. Now the Major is the RSI of the leads of the Sentinel that led the attack against Zion. <laughs> and he has, he has uh, separated himself. He has gone into exile basically on his own with all the other Sentinels that still want a war. And he has been r- running his own kind of like Operations within the Matrix trying to restart the war between Zion and the Machines. Now, at a certain point, Zion violated the truce between Zion and the Machines. They were building, like, EMP stockpiles that they weren't supposed to. And the Cypherites found it out, let the Machines know, and so a second war between Machines started. Uh, the last big thing is that there were rumors that Morpheus was actually still alive. A message came out from someone claiming to be Morpheus and he sent a message that said Neo was not dead Um, at this point a lot of other stuff happened but I didn't understand any of it so I didn't okay. write it down <laughs> um, but at a certain point the Matrix Online just shut down because it had a very low user base I think by the end about 500 players were using it <laughs> so, oh,
0: that's uh, tough I mean that's kind of a, an interesting way to track like, the interest in the Matrix like, as a property yeah You know, which is unfortunate, because as we've discussed, they still own. um, I should also mention that someone after the the showing I went to also mentioned, uh, Man, I've been after this. No one's going to want to touch that IP ever again. And it's like, I kind of hope that's true, just because I feel like (laughs) this is Lana's.
1: (laughs) Isn't it great when you hear people say IP out in public?
0: Yeah, that was, like, really disheartening. And, you Doesn't know, I have to just... shout out my friend Andrew Salazar, who I saw it with, um, was the one who, who really overheard that and mm-hmm. almost made me uh, vomit on the way out of the theater.
1: <laughs> now, why is Andrew Salazar a coward? Because he should have punched that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Come on, Andrew. So, Run him uh, over.
1: Yeah, that's what was up in the Matrix world for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: that's uh, fascinating.
1: Yeah, so that's all that stuff might still be canon.
0: At the very least, the death of Morpheus. Now, I am glad that they didn't straight up say, "Oh yeah, Morpheus was assassinated in the in, the, in between time from mm. your reawakening, Neo." And they're just like, "Yeah, his his blind faith got him Neo. and other people killed." Yeah. And I could imagine that particularly upsetting people, but that's also very in track with Morpheus. And yes. the series. It's been very critical of having blind faith in things or people. Yes. Um, but I also haven't heard people criticizing that decision, so I guess it worked.
1: <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you want to talk about the opening scene of this movie?
0: Well, it's the first scene from The Matrix, except it's not. And we're introduced to Jessica Henwick's Bugs character who I think is the greatest new character in film history.
1: Yes. Bugs is tons of fun. This, I can't tell you, like, the, the... Watching this scene in the next sequence was just wild the first time. I gotta say that. Of just, like, this first scene, I was genuinely like, I have no idea what the fuck is going on.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I got, Um, I got a little scared for a second because it was just throwing, like everything at you
1: there was one word they kept saying and i couldn't i can't remember what it was now um did they say was it module was that what they were saying
0: yeah Uh, i think there's there's, i don't know why they pronounce a modal
1: modal Uh, yeah
0: but that's that's module (laughs) (laughs) so maybe it's just like the matrix version of that word whatever but i'm also like just it's module
1: there's a word for that well it means something else, too. Like, that word does mean something else related to computers.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, See, I'm not I'm that not, smart, so I didn't know I'm that. not
1: smart enough to say it. But, yeah, it would have been easier to say model. Because <laughs> I think it would have gotten the basic point across. hmm But uh, it took me a little while to figure out uh, what this scene even was and how it was connected to the main narrative. I'll, I'll give it – I got to say that. That was, like, the only time I was really struggling to follow it, though. And that's struggling in a, like, I was frustrated, just kind of like, I don't know how these pieces are going to come together. It was kind of, yeah. like, like, fascinating. Um, and it was fun. And it was a, it was a weird... I, I think if you're talking about hitting the same beats of the first movie, I think it was a good way of kind of going back to that, like, what is the Matrix type vibe, you know? hmm And which is something very difficult to get back to. And, like, the fact that it even got close to that was kind of fascinating. <laughs>
0: I also really liked uh, the look of this opening stuff because, like, they do their best to, like, kind of recreate it moment mm. to moment. But also now with, like, it, it these – this was filmed digitally. This was not shot in film. Yeah, yeah. And um, you do have to work a little extra hard to, to get digital up to par. And, again, we made it clear, not a pro-digital, not pro-film. Just do whatever, right, um, to the best of your abilities. Uh, but I like how, like, wet and, like, disgusting this all is again. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're fucking back. <laughs> and the rest of the movie's not like that. And that's fine. Because it's not trying to be. It, it, the Matrix is doing something different now. And it's very clear that these repeating events are, like, they're, they're, they're elements of a broken system.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, that being said, this opening does throw a lot at you. It's like, okay, here's... The, the reintroduction of the Matrix, I saw some people compare it to Terminator Genesis, and I genuinely believe those people should not be hired to write film criticism ever again.
1: Yeah, that's a bad take. Yeah. it's um, a very bad take.
0: So it's, it's re, re-uploading the original Matrix scene, and then it's commentary on the original Matrix scene saying, wait, something's not right, that leads into the introduction of one of the new protagonists and her crew. And then we're introduced to the new Morpheus who is stuck in limbo as Agent Smith. That all happens within like 10 minutes. Yeah,
1: it's a lot. Uh-huh. But then Morpheus also gives a speech where he's like, I was looking in my mirror one day and I could see the code. And I was also like, wait, agents have like free time? Like I, I like a lot came at me at once. Mm-hmm. Like, I still don't know if I can put all of that together. By the end of the movie, it didn't totally matter if I understood all of it, but I understood enough of it.
0: Well, he's not an agent is the thing, remember? Yeah, he's
1: not an agent. Yeah,
0: so that's probably why mm. like he, he was able to see that. This version of Morpheus is... Mm. What what, did, what do they call him? I don't even know what, what he was called. Well,
1: he's a, he is a program. Yes, he's he, a he program is a program. a program embodying Morphe, Morpheus, you know? Mm-hmm. And for some reason, like, Neo was fucking around with him. And like, because Neo says like, no, that was an experiment when he's talking about how he made Morpheus like an agent very briefly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, but I'm trying to like, what was Morpheus before that? That's the one thing I'm kind of stuck on a little bit.
0: Uh, uh I mean, probably just a, another program that existed, like hmm. in the confines of of a system somewhere, right? But oh, yeah. the events of this film, like he, this version of Morpheus got trapped in in the, the modal, I think, mm-hmm. uh, by the analyst, which we'll get to eventually.
1: Well, like, they're literally in a computer program within a computer program, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that kind of ends up being the gag of the first scene. Like, like, they jacked into not just the Matrix, but, like, this weird Matrix in the Matrix, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, almost unintentionally. Uh, and that's what's kind of fascinating, dreams within dreams, man having another Monica Bellucci dream <laughs> uh, who is not in this film um, which yeah, why makes would she it stick, why would she stick around with that fucking guy no
0: <laughs> oh, oh you have no idea <laughs> I was the loudest person in the theater when
1: oh I was dying yeah, I think people oh, maybe just forgot God. we'll get there we'll get there but who the holy shit the funky Frenchman was for a minute <laughs> but uh, and then so after that scene we get our introduction with Thomas Anderson where it out he's a video game developer who has made a series of video games called Binary, I believe. No,
0: no, they're called The Matrix. He's working on a new game called Binary when he is pulled aside by his partner, not to speed things up, but okay. to, This is my, my recollection of the film. He's pulled aside by his partner, uh, played by Jonathan Groff, who is uh, the, the new Smith. Smith. Yeah, and then that's when he he tells uh, Neo that. Warner Brothers is going to pull their contract if they don't make and a new Matrix game.
1: If there's another, uh, if there's another complaint, I think I'm shocked I haven't heard more of is that the movie's editing does a lot to like spell out what's happening in some scenes, you know, where it's like we meet New Smith and then we're literally getting edits back to the original Smith, you know. Yeah, and it, I want to.
0: I want to give th- a, a shout out to um, the performances of New Morpheus and New Smith mm-hmm. because they're not just doing like. Not doing impressions. Yeah, you know? and they're, they're, well, they're,
1: like the funny thing um, is that Morpheus will like do an impression of Morpheus and be like, oh, that was kind of corny." Like, <laughs> yeah, and
0: he, but was, he's like excited about it. Yeah. Whereas like Jonathan Groff's sole moment as like the the original Smith is his yeah. opening scene where he's paraphrasing a line from the fictionalized game version events of the Matrix, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Man, that well, was great, huh?" And then that's it.
1: For the rest I gotta of the say that Jonathan Groff. Jonathan Groff did a great job. I like that he took the character in a different direction. Man, that one like was teed up to just bring Hugo Weaving back. You mm-hmm. know, like ah, oh, goddamn, I, I really missed the guy. You know.
0: Yeah, I, I I missed him too. I don't know if he works here. I mean, maybe been, Hugo Weaving just works everywhere because he's that good. But like.
1: No, it totally, it would have worked. It would have worked. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to go too hard on it, but it would have worked. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, cause like the, the new villains in this, like the, the old agents are like very much like the heteronormative, like masculine, uh, all business, no pleasure baddies. Whereas in this film, they're kind of like neoliberals. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. But no, but like, they they put Smith in a position where if they are going to continue these films, which they absolutely don't have to, but they totally could, he's now the Vegeta of the franchise. Yeah, yeah. And I would, t- I w- I just would love to see Hugo Weaving do that. Like, just with everything he got to do throughout the three other Matrix movies, he's all over the place.
0: That's true, that's true. <laughs> you know,
1: so I would love to see his take on, like, Vegeta Smith, you know? <laughs> Not that he knows who Vegeta is, but... Like you know, what if what if like uh, what if Smith starts to settle down with someone? You know, like wouldn't that be fun to see? Yeah,
0: I, I mean, I, I guess anything could happen.
1: They could keep him evil because there's kind of like that inherent like tension between him and Neo. But like I, I would, I'd be, I'd be down for it. But that's Did just you also like get a Get like
0: sexual tension between them in this.
1: Oh no, that one's like it's like not even like it's it's basically text in this version. Yeah, okay. <laughs> in the other version, it's subtext it's just like oh okay we're going all in (laughs) (laughs) um but hey hey what's the deal with uh the one other programmer guy uh he's like dude she's a total milf that guy
0: oh yeah uh well i think that is an agent right
1: um is it well, because there's the weird thing where, like, there's agents, but there's now also these weird, like, sleeper agents, you know? Like, mm-hmm. the people where their eyes kind of just glow. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't tell if they were programs or uh, people. Uh, I think those
0: are programs.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, Alright, It's it feels a little important to me that he's the one that kind of instigates the conversation between... Neo and Trinity and their other forms, you know? Yeah. What's that about? That's one question I have too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't
0: have an answer yet. Um, Cause if, he, as he is revealed to be a baddie, mm-hmm. um, or maybe he's not, did, did he turn into a member of the swarm?
1: I don't, I don't remember seeing him into the swarm, but there's a line in it where uh, Bugs is like, look, he's coming here right now with agents. Remember, she yeah, says that? Yeah, that's right, so. yeah. Um, but again, I don't know if, like, again, it could... Especially when we get these ideas of, like, uh, Thomas Anderson's RSI is completely different than what we see. You know, he's like a weirdo old man, kind of. mm mm-hmm. um, And maybe uh, agents in this version of The Matrix just don't look like agents to people, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, that. Yeah, that's also the line. He kind of had a
1: vibe where he's like, dude, I'm bringing hot chicks over or some shit, like... Yeah, yeah, and... and, and it Again, I've only agents. seen it once at this point. Like, I'm gonna... I'm looking forward to rewatching it so I can, like, pick up on a, some more of these details.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, I think that was, like, the most, like... exciting part of the movie, at least, because I really had no idea, like, if it was gonna... It, like, convinced me for a moment, like, is this just gonna be a movie about a guy who might be crazy? <laughs> you know? hmm Which is just shocking that, uh... That happened. <laughs> I didn't expect it to get there, as a movie. Um, also, I think you either said it on the episode or uh, you said it after we finished recording that you had heard the trailers for the New Matrix were only showing like stuff from the first half of the movie, and that ended up being true. There was a lot that was not in any of the trailers. Yeah, that there. Really there me is off a guard. lot.
0: I gotta say, in the second trailer, that that is from the back half of the movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that first one really holds the cards close to its chest. Mm -hmm. And you know what? That second trailer, I saw a lot of people criticizing that one for like, man, it's telling you everything. I had no fucking idea what the movie was about still. So, (laughs) no, it didn't.
1: (laughs) Well, some people I think were maybe putting on airs a little bit being like, oh shit, we all know where this is going.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it's like, no, no, I guess there was a, a leak of the script
1: Oh, okay.
0: A while back, and thankfully, I didn't catch any of that.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. I, I mean, honestly, I, I probably wouldn't have read it just because this is one I definitely wanted to go into like completely blind.
1: Yeah, yeah, same. I, I tried to. Avoid, it was, it was kind of like Force Awakens where I was trying to avoid everything all over again. You know, mm-hmm. like I just didn't want to be spoiled on it. Um. Although now it's funny where people are describing the plot to people who haven't seen it, and people are like. Are you serious? That's what Matrix 4 is about? Where it's like because there's literally a scene where it says Warner Brothers is making us do this. Mm-hmm. Which out of context that sounds crazy. And in context it's pretty fucking crazy, but it's a different kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't think we need to go through a beat by beat plot synopsis of this. No, because uh, it throws a lot at you, but I just I- I want to, get to get make first clear that those scenes out cuz that was where it was like crazy for me.
0: Yeah, but uh, I also want to say just really quick that the film flows really well. Oh like, yes. Like I, I I did not realize yeah.
1: this movie was nearly two and a half hours long.
0: It felt under two hours for me. It
1: it felt like a clean two hour movie, you know? Yeah. Like, and
0: once the uh once the end game stuff starts like settling in, they're like, Okay, this is the plan, we're all gotta work together, yada yada yada. I I was like, Oh man, this is shorter than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> mm hmm. And no, no, it was long. I got I got home like at two in the morning, but <laughs> but like I was happy about it.
1: Yeah, you're fucking texting me, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: let's see. What what do I want to bring up first? I mean, I just really loved bugs. I think Jessica Henwick's gonna be like a superstar.
1: Yeah. Again, another reason why I would be open to seagulls is I would like to see more bugs. You know. Yeah. Uh, again, like I don't need them, but I also really didn't need Matrix Four either. Mm-hmm. Like. And what we got is great.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was the big concern for me. It's like, how do you do another one without, like, sacrificing the integrity of revolutions? Which, honestly, is still probably, like, runner-up my favorite at mm-hmm. this point still. Like, I, I fucking loved revisiting revolutions. And they did it. You know? Because, I mean, like, think about, like, the Rise of Skywalker. Like, I would heavily argue Force Awakens doesn't undo anything from Return of the Jedi. Whereas Rise of Skywalker's like, no, we are bringing the Emperor back. And... It totally dilutes, like, the power of Return of the Jedi if you, like, care about Rise of Skywalker.
1: Rise of Skywalker was an attempt to destroy Star Wars. <laughs> it, was, it was a war crime committed in front of all of our eyes, and we just let it happen. Yeah. So we're it's all it's the fun. 9-11 of
0: cinema, some might it, say. It,
1: yeah, my, I, some might say that. I mean, it's no mistake that
0: COVID-19 was created the same time the Rise of Skywalker was released.
1: Well, I think we've all heard that COVID was created in a lab. Much like <laughs> Snow no. that vat of Snoke's. Yeah, that was COVID nineteen. Snovid nineteen. Snope. Snokevid nineteen.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know that's all real. This, it's all connected.
1: It's exactly what happened. Rise of Skywalker destroyed the American Empire, which actually <laughs> makes it the greatest film ever made when you really think about it. Rise of Skywalker Redemption. Arc.
0: Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Um. Yeah, I I loved bugs. Uh, Jessica Henwick turned down a role in Shang Chi to be in this film.
1: Fucking good choice, which
0: that makes her a genius.
1: Good choice, Henwick. Because guess what? I already forget. I don't even know who the lead's name was in.
0: Yeah, like I guess she would have been the Aquafina character, or maybe the sister,
1: maybe the sister who got nothing to do, Uh um, or Aquafina who got nothing to do, (laughs) or Mm -hmm. the lead who got nothing to do.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so so good choice. (laughs) Because I was like, okay, look, I gotta be honest, if I have another criticism about this movie, I don't really know her crew. Like I don't need it to be like as yeah, well. Yeah, but we didn't really get to know Switch
1: film. either in fucking Matrix One. And... No, true,
0: true. But like, you know, Tank and Dozer, I was like, Oh hell yeah, I love those yeah. guys and I was like, No You
1: know <laughs> like, I think when that get... scene
0: happened in the first film. I think and... we get
1: enough. But again, I think the thing we're missing is there's no Joey Pants. Like, we little, talked yeah, about that yeah. in Matrix 1 where, not that there needs to be the betrayer or something like that, but you need the kind of, you need the Han Solo of it, you know? I just don't know if you
0: need it, but I will totally admit to thinking that exact quote that you mentioned on the podcast, I was like, fuck, there's none of that here. Which yeah. is fine, the movie's yeah, not it's, going for that.
1: I'm not saying, like, it has to go for that, I'm just saying if you want to make the crew a little more endearing, it helps to have that one guy. I think now, like, certain people are just so opposed to a character like that because now we just, because the Marvel movies are just all characters like that you know Mm -hmm. like half the guardians crew is like that so yeah yeah it's i get why but like it'd be it'd be nice to have just the one guy but then again like the nowadays like comedy writing in these movies is so fucking bad you know yeah not this one i actually thought the comedy worked really well here i I like the whole scene i like the whole scene where the guy's like Here's what I'm talking about, bullet time. Like I thought that was really funny. Oh yeah,
0: I mean I want to keep talking about Bugs's crew because like there's some incredible science fiction concepts here that I always uh-huh. wanted to see tackled, and it just that made me excited. Yeah, like to such a monumental degree. Like I, that's why this is like my favorite movie of the year. But to go back to your point about the the, the pitch meetings in the the fictional video game company, the utter stroke of genius. Is showing those people make the same points on very clearly different days in different outfits, and that mm-hmm. totally gets you into like the monotonous life of Neo trapped mm-hmm. in this fucking hellscape that is corporate America.
1: Yeah. I bet you all those characters have names that are based on real people <laughs> that oh, the yeah. Wachowski's yeah. had to deal with.
0: Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, oh. um, shout out to our, our our girl Christina Ricci from uh Oh yeah, it was racer. like in
1: it for two seconds. Yeah,
0: as um. a character named Gwen Devere. Hmm. That doesn't mean anything. It's just like <laughs> a, that's a funky name. That's also, a, a, I believe an anagram of. It was like nice Gwen to Devere. see. Uh,
1: it's nice to see her because she kind of took a break for a little bit.
0: Yeah, um. yeah, and like she, she comes in, she does her job. That's all you need, right? Yeah. But I like, like her character's like you know we, our, our position is we need something original. Fresh and exciting as we head into making The Matrix 4. <laughs> like, that's, that's how these people talk. Yeah. These are absolute I mean, that's how you motherfuckers talk. That's how I talk about stuff. Motherfuck that, that. Like that's that how we like talk the on the sequel.
1: podcast. Yeah. I mean, this movie is almost like a fuck you to everyone that like gets obsessive over The Matrix. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Um, Which is why I do think it's a little
0: cynical But like it's cynical about the right things Because like we'll get into it But the movie's ultimately about like No like art can be used to like Control you and make people like Subjugated in their, their, their Comforts of nostalgia but Your relationship with art And like it's power to move you And like inspire like that's like a wholesome good thing And you need to have the ability To create for yourself And like Just you know don't Don't settle for comfort, like, Mm -hmm. embrace the challenge.
1: Don't just settle for sitting in a bathtub with a rubber ducky on your head.
0: Yeah, you know, like, you too can fly away with your awesome motorcycle-riding girlfriend.
1: What you're saying is people should jump off that fucking roof. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) There's no hope for creativity in Hollywood, so you better fucking jump, idiot. No. (laughs) No. Wow, well, no, Diego, okay. I didn't expect you to endorse something like that, but oh, boy. first Joss Whedon, now this. Can't whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa.
0: Well, Joss Whedon was his, was uh the character um what's the fucking not chat Jude. Who's
1: <laughs> which one's Jude?
0: That was the dude who, uh his assistant who's like, Oh, you know, man, I love the Matrix four. Or oh, I love yeah. the Matrix trilogy, I grew up on it. Like and you just know the Wachowskis have have heard those, those fucking loser geeks talk about their work yeah. like that constantly. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, it's got to be like, oh, well, thank you. And then you hear it fucking 8,000 times.
0: Yeah, you know, like, there's nothing wrong with, like, thanking someone for, like, what they helped, like, bring into the world. But, mm-hmm. you know, maybe talk to them like a human being. And I get the sense that this guy didn't ever talked to neo like he was a human
1: being speaking of joss whedon neil patrick harris was good in this movie um but you never know with that guy
0: you never know um you totally took me to off guard i was like what do you mean speaking of, like because he's a creep and, and then i was like that's fucking right dr horrible remember dr blood. horrible oh yeah i that was high i was riding that shit high back in the day
1: it's the future of entertainment my they bad. Made it, they made it during the writer strike. See, we don't need the system anymore, man. It's the future. Oh, Joss, you're going to go make an Avengers movie? Okay. See, so Jess Whedon's also a sellout. Add that to his list of crimes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, I would absolutely sell out if someone offered me Avengers 8. Just I I want to make that clear. I talk you know, no I don't shit, know if
1: I would at this point.
0: It's a I, lot it, of money, dude.
1: Here's the thing. Yeah, it's a lot of money, but like I would also be like, yeah. But how much do I get paid? Say, if I then give an interview where I call Disney Nazis and then get fired from the movie, get that and pay
0: or play contract.
1: Yeah, if I get a decent pay or play contract, it's like okay, then maybe yeah. I'd sign on for three days, give an interview, and then I'm off the picture.
0: <laughs> well okay let's talk about neil patrick harris because i let me see i need to find this fucking tweet it was the funniest fucking thing on the planet we can talk about it now mm-hmm. uh, esther rosenfield tweeted about um the, I, I can't fucking find the tweet i think she might have deleted it so i might have to cut all this but basically the <laughs> point was that like neil patrick harris oh here we go finally fuck oh i took so long I gotta say, casting the ultimate white gay assimilationist as a therapist who keeps Neo repressed and blind with blue pills, and who says, "You seem very triggered," is like, fuck. That's brilliant. That was tweeted in September of 2021, oh. and then the day of release, after her viewing of the picture, she quote tweeted herself and said, "Ha ha ha ha," to which I agree. That is very funny. And I'm willing to bet that hiring two openly gay actors as the villains of this film was completely intentional.
1: I think so. Yeah. I think that's, that was definitely part of it. <laughs> mm.
0: And I mean, like it, there's a very obvious, like, like uh color symbolism with the analyst character, but the blue horn rimmed glasses are like, it's so simple, but it's so great.
1: Yeah. It's <laughs> you know? a nice little touch. Yeah. Um, and he sucked Um, I will say there's something weird here where like there's you know he's saying stuff like Triggered he named the one guy Chad like you know there's all this stuff where like no, Patrick Harris is also kind of like the guy who didn't understand the Matrix you know Mm -hmm. like the guy who uses red pill blue pill to mean different things and it's it's fascinating they gave him all this dialogue that I... Fe- he, calls, he calls them sheeple in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> for Christ's sake. Like, it feels like... I, I, if To me, some of that felt like Lana giving the people... The red pill MRAs, like, enough rope to hang themselves. You know? Mm-hmm. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that she's giving them enough stuff that then they'll come out of it and be like, No, see, here's how this movie also agrees with my MRA agenda, but then they're just going to look like idiots.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, it's very, like, on the nose, and I think this character needed to be, but, mm-hmm. like, the analyst is, like, very openly misogynist. Yes. And, like, I mean, not only almost kills Trinity, like, three separate times, mm-hmm. but, like, he he's very clearly, like, just, just, like being the most disrespectful piece I mean, he's of I ever. He's
1: the new power elite. He's the new, like, intersection of all these different things that are just built to up, uphold white supremacy again, you know?
0: Yeah, you and, know, and, and it's, uh, like, what what the fuck was that one dude that the the gay dude who was also, like, basically a Nazi? Oh, I, there's,
1: there's a few of them. I mean, okay, well, <laughs> I
0: get the I, I, I get the implication that Lana saw some of that happening and was like, yeah, that's basically the new version of Cypher, right? Like, it's no yeah. longer... I mean, it's still there, but she already tackled, like, the heteronormative, like, masculine toxicity in, in these systems. Like, yeah, of course those fuckers are, like, dangerous, but who else is, is tends to be a little dangerous are, like, the people that, like, kind of betray, like, other members of their community.
1: Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's the thing about, like, why groups stay in power, where, like, they always start letting more groups in you know mm-hmm. to uphold their supremacy yeah i mean well, yeah. that that is also like
0: this is a That's much just broader, historic
1: truth you know yeah,
0: it's a historic truth but on like a much broader spectrum right now it's like you know centrist democrats it's like we just need to work with both sides and it's like it's very clear no you don't yeah the other side doesn't give a shit about you anyways but it's so. also the
1: thing of like you know there's definitely a movement right now to try and scare the hell out of the gay community being like well, if you guys stick by the trans community, you're going to lose your rights, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's putting gay people in a very difficult position of being like, it's it's trying to scare the hell out of some of them and be like, well, look, like I won my battle and now I just want it to be fucking over, you know? Yeah. And it's like, but then some people are like, no, we got to help the other people over. And then there are some who are just rich and successful and kind of use their diversity to get where they are. And now they're afraid that their diversity is not that important anymore, you mm-hmm. know? And that it will be usurped by the new thing that will be kind of, you know, which it's just it's just the cycles. It sucks that it just keeps happening. I you know? mean, like think
0: about like it, Caitlyn Jenner, you know, and it's like yeah, she like, made like the cover of magazines for like her her ability to be like openly a trans woman. It's like yeah, that, that's fantastic. Now, unfortunately, she is a god awful human being. Yeah,
1: like and actually killed a person. Bad. <laughs> like, yeah, also that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and that's just like it's so unfortunate cuz then those those same communities that she inhabits on the conservative side of things are like well she's the good one yeah everyone else that's why we can't let them in and it's like
1: oh god what's that onion headline um there's an onion headline i can't remember i'm not going to get it exactly right but it was like uh um uh I think it says something like black pundit who says there's no police brutality problem getting a lot of tv air today like so if you're the one you know if you're the one guy of your community who's actually like no racism is over you know you're gonna get a, on tv a lot more mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's definitely like an economic angle to all of it you know yeah it's it's yeah and it's 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 100 just the like i have a black friend thing i have a gay friend thing you know mm-hmm. um a little early, I think. I think a few people are not ready to say I have a trans friend yet, but we'll get there. You mm-hmm. know, um, yeah. I mean, and that's also, what, like, that's I, what fucking Dave Chappelle just tried to do.
0: Yeah, and and you know the the unfortunate, terrible, terrible news out of that story too. I mean, apart from just Dave Chappelle being terrible, terrible person right now, mm-hmm. you know that um, his his supposed trans friend apparently uh, passed away, and I, I that's just like so mm-hmm. horrible. Yeah. to to use her as a shield and she's no longer even with us yeah like, now,
1: now the person who can't say anything you use as a shield yeah you know um like that, not, that's just so awful yeah it's not right to really ever do that <laughs> like yeah even,
0: it's just like that's like the worst version of it
1: yeah it's like yeah
0: Ugh. uh and i know a lot of people wanted the matrix to be like more like like the trans narrative to be well that was the other text- thing is
1: that People are coming out of this movie being like, "Oh God, Matrix is woke now," which is like a laughable statement, right? Yeah. But I was also like, "Oh man, is, is like fucking Neo just gonna stand up and scream trans rights or some shit?" Mm-hmm. Like, and it didn't even do that. Like, it was in, entirely in line with the other movies, mm-hmm. you know?
0: And but like, to the film's credit, Neo is literally trapped in this new version of the Matrix, forced to make a game called Binary yeah. until he's forced <laughs> to redesign the Matrix. Yeah. Like, it's still not subtle.
1: But it's also not like, you know, I was expecting someone to be like, and that's why Trump was a problem or something, you know? I thought, like, there was going to be, like, an extreme, like, one-to-one real-world thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. And that didn't happen, Mm -hmm. so. um. And,
0: like, look, like, if if someone's still, like, not happy with uh, the Matrix not going openly far enough in terms of, like, trans rights and, like, LGBT rights, um... Mm. You know, like, that that's like an understandable complaint at this yeah. point.
1: Less so, I would argue, on the film, more just on, like... Culture in general. Yeah,
0: and, and, and the film I mean, industry and sadly, shitty. Uh,
1: we're not going to get a story like this for a while, I think, that is even subtextually about these things. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the way Hollywood is right now. Um, yeah. Which is a bummer, but that's just where we're at. Uh, but who knows? I really, you know what, I, I say these things, I get on here and I'd be like... Man, I don't like the direction culture's heading. And then I'm like, Motherfucker, there's no... I have no idea where it's going to be five years from now. Mm. Like, who knows? It could be... It could do a 180. And then I'm like, Man, I'm getting overwhelmed with this stuff that agrees with me entirely. <laughs> <laughs> so, who, who uh, fucking I knows? did
0: remember hearing um, that Bugs, the Jessica Hanwick character, might have been uh, non-binary. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that played out in the film unfortunately but i remember a lot of buzz about that going that's like the one thing i heard about going in that i was like oh that's kind of exciting and
1: uh I, there, there was definitely yeah. I, I will say uh some of the uh the other uh crew members definitely kind of were like just like not even coded non-binary you know like mm-hmm. you just tell <laughs> like yeah. get but uh Hey, I got to talk about the one prediction that I almost made that would have been right. Okay. (laughs) But I think there is some evidence of it if it stayed on the recording Diego uploaded. I'm not sure because that episode's not uploaded yet. But do you remember when we were talking about Matrix Revolutions and I said something like, I almost had Matrix 4 spoiled for me? Yes. And that was because while we were talking about Sati in Matrix Revolutions, I'm like, wait a minute is that one uh, woman in the trailer going to be like in a grown-up Sati in the movie? I thought that to myself, and then I wanted to go to the Matrix Resurrections uh, wiki to see if that had already been announced. And then when I got there, I saw that the whole plot was up there, and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to read this. <laughs> And then that's when I came back and I said, "Oh, but I was gonna make that prediction." Now I still don't know if that was already out there beforehand.
0: Uh, it was. I, I God was. damn it. Yeah, but All that's right. a pretty good prediction. And you know what? Stuff I knew going in like that completely left my mind because I was so wrapped up in the movie. And so when they when they do that like that mirror shot in the that pool of water, uh-huh. and then it cuts back up to her. And then the cuts to the footage of the little girl from Re- uh, *Revolutions*, it really got me emotional. Like it just totally took me back to when I first saw that. Like, I'm I'm not made of stone. Nostalgia does work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, like not like crying or like like choking up, but I was just like, oh, man, I feel like warm and fuzzy. <laughs> like I don't know. It was it was it was a very strange feeling to have as the the characters are like. Trying to to figure out whether or not they'll have a future.
1: Yes. So, but more important Um, than that, I she was
0: good too. I'm not a. I I don't know what that actress's deal is. Priyanka Chopra Jonas. Mm -hmm. Yes, she's she's the one married to the Jonas brother. But um,
1: no, no, she was good. She is good in this movie. Um, but hey, the Merovingian's back.
0: Yeah, fucking, I was like, oh yeah, and he looks like a
1: caveman. (laughs) I was so happy that made me laugh really hard. That was very funny. Okay,
0: Um, this is this is related to the Merovingian making a comeback. Um, Who who the fuck was cut from this movie? Daniel Burton Yeah, he got cut. I I hyped up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he got cut. He he was he was going to be one of the exiles when he was fighting Neo. He was supposed to say, I remember you, and then it would have cut back to the reloaded footage.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: And it's like, yeah, I guess you didn't need that, but also just one scene.
1: Yeah. It would have been it would have been interesting. But uh Yeah.
0: I mean that's just for like the direct to video action nerds like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that's the only reason I wanted that.
1: I would say there's more effort here to make the audience understand that the Merovingian's exiles are like monster people than there were in the other two Matrix movies.
0: <laughs> yeah. They look like characters out of, like, a Takashi Miike film. Yeah,
1: it was great.
0: I was like, this is, like, a weird look for a a major studio movie, and and I loved it. And I've
1: got to say this. I think uh, if you didn't rewatch the Matrix sequels, like, right before this movie, I could understand if then you had a problem following this, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think that helped both of us, (laughs) because, like, we were primed for it. So then when it wasn't as crazy, it was a little easier. (laughs) But uh yeah, if you're just if this is like haven't watched him in forever, I'm going in clean, you're probably not gonna know what the fuck's happening in this movie. <laughs> hmm
0: Especially
1: when they, uh, they I, even meant the, they they mentioned the architect, but don't show him, so that's interesting. They showed yeah, everyone else. The architect else.
0: the architect and the oracle are uh, dead. No more. everyone's they, dead. they got wiped out. That was um that was kind of sad, honestly. I can't believe I mean like you don't need you don't even need them for the story. I can't
1: believe they ruined it- the matrix I can't believe they ruined it, Diego, by saying none of that fighting mattered. That's all that movies are about. That's all it's about. And, Who won the battle. the
0: film explicitly makes the point that it did matter. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you know? Okay, so we get, we get um, those little is, robot buddies. We forgot to mention them.
0: Okay, yeah, I was talking about how much I love Bugs and Her Crew. I loved them so much, mm-hmm. and it was like, no, 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 look, like I know it feels like change didn't, like, happen, like progress wasn't made, but now the the sides aren't mankind against the machines. It's it it's like well they want to be called sentience to...
1: now. They put that out there. They're like Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. that
0: that machines also have the, the possibility of choosing free will, which is something I brought up in our revolutions discussion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that just I was so happy. And I was incredibly happy.
1: Of course this. we also have that there are also programs that are now want to be like individual and free, you know? Which mm-hmm. is great I just All the sci-fi stuff of that Was just kind of awesome and
0: Yeah That was Oh so fucking good And cause You know what This is again Something that I saw Going in Like months in advance That I just totally Forgotten about mm-hmm. the, the image of The new Morpheus Program Kind of floating around With like those Digital beads Or whatever Yeah yeah I had seen that Like in a teaser And I was like What the fuck is that and then I just left my mind and then when I saw it again, I was like, oh, that's right. Oh my god, I totally forgotten. And he's like in the real world a lot. Yeah, yeah. That was incredible. And then you get like this image of this little old lady and her partner who is a, a program and it was just like I just never thought I'd see like sci fi stuff like this yeah. for a long time. It
1: was it was it was a lot of fun. Like that that was just pure like sci fi fun. And I will say I I, I didn't really get Mention it hard enough. I think the real reason I like the Matrix sequels is because it's about what it would be like if you were just talking to computer boys all day. <laughs> <laughs> Those little program guys, and then now it's like we got program guys and we got robot guys. So I'm like super happy. So yeah, that, that just that just kind of made me happy as a person watching it. Yeah. Um, but on top of that, hey, Niobe's back.
0: Yeah, and you know what? That's some of the best old age makeup I've. Ever I know seen. it's. Really
1: good. It made me wonder if it's like a mix of makeup and CGI, like if they maybe smoothed it out a little bit.
0: Yeah, uh, maybe. I mean, like, uh, like what's what's the best like version of that? It's like, uh, I know people think Hank Pym and Ant Man looks really good. I, I don't think that one actually held up that well, mm-hmm. apart from the theater. Well,
1: that's a, that's de aging, uh, isn't it?
0: De- you're right. You're right. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's see. Like genuine old age make. Um. Midnight Mass, I think, had really great old. Midnight age Mass makeup. did
1: a really good job. Uh uh, you know what? We gotta bring up our old our old buddy here, as I think a really good example of a mix of just old age makeup and deformed makeup. Uh fucking I can't remember the guy's name, but um From Prometheus? No. Uh that looked terrible. Yeah. Okay. That's why I was shocked. I was uh, like, "No, that's that's the bad one." uh, We're in the same same director though. Uh, Mm -hmm. From same director, different franchise.
0: Blade Runner. No. Uh, Fuck. Those are the only two franchises. You're gonna make me look it up. Um, I am gonna make you look it up.
1: uh, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. In. Darkest Hour. Hannibal. As Mason Oh my Burger. God! <laughs> play, play the clip. Cordell, Cordell, Cordell,
0: Cordell! Wow, I had forgotten about that. I guess that's ta- that is technically old age makeup.
1: Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> I'm glad I went on that detour. Yeah. Cordell. Oh um. <laughs>
0: That dude would be working with the machines. A
1: hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: um I liked Niobe. I didn't realize how much I liked her character until I saw her again. Yeah. But she's great and I really like this continuing idea of her being like no, I never believed in the one, but like I believe in like I believed in people and I believed in like Neo's ability to like save us. Mm-hmm. You know, he Neo's like true heroism. Was in like inspiring people to save themselves, which is like the point of revolutions, and th- this is kind of like another uh, version of exploring that same idea, where people still like worship Neo, and she's like, "No, I, I still don't believe in like that. Like that's that's like mumbo jumbo, but there, there's something like real in believing in your fellow people, and that's kind of like what inspired her to create like this new city, I.O." because Zion got fucked up. Mm -hmm. It's gone. But honestly, this place looks way cooler. And, you know, that's not me, like, wanting something different from the sequels back in the day because it's hindsight Mm -hmm. and shit. But I thought that was such a fascinating evolution where it's like, yeah, now we have the ability to actually, like, live underground apart from just survive. I
1: don't know if this means anything because IO is clearly like Zion. You know, they took the two middle letters, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But also uh, the Machine City... Uh, in the Matrix is called Zero One and so part of me wonders if the name I was chosen to like symbolize like that this is like a weird unity between those two factions you know oh maybe I did not catch that at all that's
0: interesting Well, I don't think yeah. they ever
1: call it uh, Machine City One Zero One in the movies I think it's only in the Animatrix so mm. but I could be wrong
0: Hey, apparently all this stuff is actually interconnected, so... Right. Hey.
1: Um, Never know. I don't know if we need to... Like I said, we don't really need to go into it. Um, although, they, I guess we gotta give a special shout-out to Carrie M. Moss as Trinity.
0: Yeah. Um. And she is gone for like an hour of the film. And I didn't realize it was an hour because the movie is paced so well. So that's not <laughs> even a criticism. I just thought that was interesting because it's not like she's... A cameo role. She she is a performance in this. Mm. And the heart of the film.
1: It gets a little worrying when, like, she did disappear for a little bit. Like, you mm. never know what the fuck's going to happen there. Um, and then, like, literally it's about rescuing her as, like, an object almost. But then, like, it, it totally goes the other way, you know?
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, even before, like, the actual final confrontations, like, the the conflict is pivoted to, like... It has to be what she wants, yeah. though. Like, we can do as much as we can from here, but her choice is going to be her choice, and we're going to have to live with that.
1: And I do like... And Neo's,
0: like, willing to die for her to just have the choice. And, like, that is such a beautiful sentiment.
1: Mm-hmm. I do like you that know? the machines have tapped into the idea that, uh... Like, they're, now they're going to basically weaponize Trinity and Neo's love for each other against them, you know? Which seems mm-hmm. like the, the exact logical next step of their, like, system of control, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, Neil Patrick Harris's whole, like, monologue is like, oh, like, my predecessor was, like, facts, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, people don't really care about facts. Like, that's the most one-to-one comparison mm-hmm. we can talk about with criticisms of uh, conservative ideologies mm-hmm. in the real world.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing about that. This is why, I think some people are just out of depth with what's going on. Like, everyone agrees with that sentiment right now, right? Well... like <laughs> No, here's the thing. Everyone agrees with it. Like... It's just we all disagree on the facts, you know? Like, we all, oh,
0: oh, right. we all yeah.
1: think that we are the ones that are actually figuring it out, you know? That's been the mm-hmm. weird thing about this era, is that, like, now no one can really be sure, but we all think we're the right ones. And that's what he's tapping into this time, you know? Mm-hmm. Like just weaponizing, like, that we don't, we're not really looking for an answer, but we're looking for our certainty, you know?
0: Yeah. It's like, what's more certain and comforting than nostalgia? Mm-hmm. I mean, hey. I mean, like, wasn't there that, like, research? Like, a bunch of research, actually, about, like, how people were watching, like, The Office, like, to a detrimental degree on Netflix.
1: Well, yeah, that was why it was, like, Like, such a big deal when it left, you know? Yeah,
0: and then there were, like, studies about, like, hey, that's, like, a sign of, like, really poor mental health. Yeah, because we're all fucking, (laughs) we're
1: all in a real bad I No,
0: no, no, I'm not even criticizing it, I did that, Mm. I'm just saying, like. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute, Jaeger. are
1: you trying to get at something with the fact that I've been watching Miami Vice so much?
0: Oh, no, I've seen that movie, like, literally 50 times. Like, you're good.
1: Okay, but, like, is 50 times within a year. (laughs) How's that on the scale of... Because everyone knows I'm a superly chill, mentally healthy person. Well, think of it this way. I'm never, like, just, like, accidentally showing a side of myself on the online sphere because I'm just (laughs) constantly going through it. You know, I
0: once watched Bad Boys 2 11 times in a week. I know. I felt like I got beaten up with baseball bats.
1: Now, where does watching uh, She-Ra the Princess of Power a ton as an adult man fit into all that?
0: Oh, yeah, I got nothing, but uh, that was a great show. Yeah,
1: so it's okay. Yeah, but like you we were watching it, and then like you couldn't function as a person because you were so emotionally devastated by the show. And then you can't <laughs> I... tell your therapist that fucking, <laughs> that show is what got you.
0: You know, I don't have an answer for that.
1: Well, I think the answer is, we've already agreed upon it, is that I'm super, super mentally well. I'm yes. actually the most mentally well person on this entire platform. Yeah. Everyone else is fucked up. I'm cool. I'm fine.
0: Yeah, no, no. You're you're cool as a cucumber. That's exactly
1: what my therapist implies. I'm not mm-hmm, saying they mm-hmm. say that. They might say things that sound like the exact opposite. But what they're implying is that I'm really chill and cool and everyone loves me. And that there's not a bunch of residual trauma left over from years and years of bad shit. I'm glad we're all in the same boat. Yeah, that was a great so, motorcycle chase at the end of this thing.
0: I've seen some criticism about that. I thought it was. I thought it was like fine. the fight. I thought it was. I fine. thought the fight, like in the in the bullet train, was a little. It got a little messy. Mm-hmm. Um, again, which is like I understand that's the point. Also, it, it it's a little hard to keep track of certain things. But then it was awesome when that person went flying out the busted like side oh, yeah, that door. Was great. So like, who gives a shit? Like, the only other movie that's done that is, like, The Wolverine for some reason, mm. which I still think is really good. But, like,
1: yeah, bullet trains are fucking awesome. Yeah. Set
0: more fights on them. But to go back to your point, yeah, the the motorcycle chase is, like, super fun.
1: I will say, I think the thing where I was talking about how, like, you could tell there might have been, like, some COVID problems when filming this is that, like, like, uh, Io feels like maybe five people live there.
0: <laughs> I, um... um I won't say who, because I don't know if they want to be mentioned, but I've been having a lot of actually very fruitful discussions about this film, like, privately with friends, both in real life and online. And um, I would agree with the viable criticism that, like, the Matrix doesn't really feel as inhabited. Yeah. Which is, like, again, maybe the point, because this is, like, a Matrix specifically meant to, like keep Neo and Trinity... I'm fine with the Matrix
1: doing any of that. Like, that's, like, whatever. Like, the Matrix, you can basically, you could cheat at fucking everything in the Matrix, for me. Yeah, yeah,
0: you know, it's all about perspective and perception. Now, I I also do agree with you that IO feels a little small. I was actually, I actually wanted to spend more time there. Especially, and I I think a
1: lot of that is just post-Matrix sequels where Zion was such a big part of it, you know? And it mm -hmm. was like, that was like such a huge city. Um, But, yeah, IO, it's just like, it's like two sets. You know, like,
0: yeah, like it was, yeah. which is, and, you know,
1: and hey, they're maybe working with a small budget. COVID's given a lot of restrictions. It worked. It functioned well, you know, like this wasn't yeah, like, really it's a not movie really... about IO. Yeah. So.
0: It's, it's not so much a, a point against the film or a mark against the film. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's, it's a little noticeable. It's something
1: holding a lot of movies back lately. Um, like I've seen a lot of movies lately that are supposed to be bigger than they actually are. But I have been kind of fascinated with watching how different directors try to deal with it. Like I think yeah, that's the know, main, like, the, like possibly the only real reason I like Green Knight. Like i was just kind of fascinated. No, no, I
0: agree. I I think Green Knight's great. Uh, I like this significantly more than Green Knight. Hmm. But um, like Green Knight, look to be honest, it's going on like my best of the year list okay. for sure. But like, I I get reservations.
1: Here's the thing: about I was just movie, attracted sure. to just how well I thought Green Knight was done as a movie, considering probably its limitations of budget. And mm-hmm. I think I'll be revisiting it for those reasons. But then the more I thought about it, I also realized I could probably get the exact same thing out of Monty Python and the Search for the Holy Grail. Oh,
0: I thought you were going to say um, uh, Last Temptation of Christ. No, no. Uh, oh,
1: no, that's all the thematic stuff I didn't really give a shit about. But... Oh. Uh, <laughs> like, I truly didn't. But... Uh, okay. I just thought it was like, oh, wow, this is like a fun little medieval fantasy movie. Um, but what I'm saying is like, uh, Monty Python: The Search of the Holy Grail is like a well-done medieval low-budget movie. You know, mm-hmm. like you can watch the movie and be like, "Wow, this actually looks pretty good for what it is." And of course, partly is that is because it's fucking Terry Gilliam like gearing up to be like a revolutionary director, and then that direct, and then Terry Gilliam now is gearing up to be a revolutionary asshole. But uh, you know, I, I- interested. It's an- Green Knight was interesting. Um, that Green Night looked cool.
0: <laughs> yeah it would be shocking if a film of that budget didn't get like nominated for best vfx right
1: yeah that's exactly what that, will happen though
0: i no, that did happen oh really it already it, had... it didn't make it onto the oscar shortlist and oh yeah because oscars are more. so
1: weird because they like nominated like movies that came out this year last year you know mm-hmm. the juice and the black messiah and stuff yeah and like
0: it's it. like we haven't seen that yet yeah
1: <laughs> and then it was really good well, but it was that, like, that should man, be a moment where we're all like oh yeah the oscars are marketing Oh,
0: no, no, to- it totally is. That's why all the Marvel stuff is on the short list and not Green Knight. Mm-hmm. But, like, it is just, like, shocking that people haven't, like, figured out the scam yet on, like, a huge scale. Well, again, like... And, like, look, I like I like Oscar watch parties and stuff like that. You know, it's, like, fun to get invested in, like, certain, like, things. Like, a sporting event, you know? Like, yeah. sports doesn't matter. But it's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah.
1: And you know what's kind of fun? This movie. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's really fun. Really fun. It's if you don't like it, go fuck yourself. No, that's fine. Um, I probably like think less of you though, if I'm being honest.
1: Um, I, you know, I don't know where I'm, how I'm gonna feel about this going forward. Totally. I've realized
0: like, that I'm getting very defensive about the Matrix <laughs> movies. No, here's the thing: <laughs> like, where
1: it's like I think Revolutions and Reloaded have found their place. Where I'm like, I'm gonna love these forever. I don't know if Resurrection is gonna be a movie where like. Am I going to be looking back kind of like how you look at Force Awakens a little bit right now? You know? Which Mm -hmm. is a movie I will defend and I still love, but also, like, it had its win, the wind taken out of its sails a little bit by Rise of Skywalker, you know? Yeah. And and you're kind of like, why did I even bother investing that much into the sequel trilogy, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, which I, I feel like I'll even feel differently about that in the coming years, but. Like I don't know if I'm gonna feel the same way about Resurrections going forward. If if it's just if it is just gonna be kind of like, you know, what, it's a nice little epilogue to like let's check in on the characters. If it's gonna be if it's gonna be like Toy Story three, you know, a sequel that no one really needed. But if we're gonna have it, I mean, that's that's good enough, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but you know, will that lead to just more of that going forward? are we going to get another Matrix fucking 15 years from now that just kind of does a similar thing? Um, Or is this the start of a new trilogy that will also be just as fascinating? Um, I don't know. And (laughs)
0: controversial.
1: Yeah, I don't know. And also, like, now that this, I think this is going to get, uh, it's going to be better received than I think the sequels were in their time, Um, will this now lead to a backlash against the movie? Maybe. We should should note that it's rocking a... 69%
0: 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. Um, so, like, most people are enjoying it.
1: Yeah. I think anyone that's not enjoying it was just, like, already not going to enjoy it. So, but we will see. Yeah,
0: I mean, like, again, like I mentioned, I went back to some old YouTube people that I used to watch, and, like, I checked out some dude who I won't name, because who I've, I've met in person, they're, like, a nice, respectable guy, hmm. but their movie takes are, like, dog shit now. Um, but, like, they, they mentioned, like, No Way Home was, like, like a triumph for movies. Mm -hmm. And then when they went to talk about the matrix resurrections, they were like, you know, why do the sequels have to get so complicated? Why couldn't they just tell a simple story like the first film? And it's like, okay, if you're approaching it from that angle, not only are you not going to like the movie, you're not meeting it on its own terms. (laughs)
1: That's another thing. People have to kind of separate is that like the fun you had watching the movie does not necessarily equal the quality of the film. Mm -hmm. I believe that guy had probably had a lot of fun watching (laughs) Spider-Man. Yeah. That doesn't mean the movie is that good.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean hey, we're, we're like, shit-talking No Way Home. Like, the I could watch it and seen, be like, no, this is the best Marvel movie. We could both
1: yeah. end up it. It probably won't happen, but...
0: No, I mean, like, yeah, because Far From Home is one of the worst movies ever released in American cinemas. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, anything's possible, I guess. Unlike Matrix Resurrections, which also proves that anything is possible... And, um, that even though love is the thing that conquers all, you do have to fight for it, as Keanu Reeves told Drew Barrymore on her talk show. And then he got a standing ovation, because
1: he's right, and he's Keanu Reeves. To quote the Beastie Boys, you gotta fight for your right to party. No. <laughs> Hey, look, we got to stop now because my my laptop's about to die. So, Diego, okay. where can the people find you?
0: You can find me at Diego Crespo. Check out the Waffle Press on Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and Patreon. Um, there's nothing right now, but you could do that. Matt, where can the people find Emperor you now? One, where...
1: Twitter. You know where?
0: All right. Well, I see. I see. We're, we're reversing the roles here, much like. The film reversed the roles of uh, Neo and Trinity in the finale, and Trinity's the one who saves the day in yeah. a way, and uh, she ascends to godlike status. She flew, and now. and
1: then they change the sky a little bit, and then yay.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, also just before we lose you, the um, the message of the film is that like, kind of anyone can like attain that that power that Neo had. That <laughs> anyone's capable of that. It's not just the one. It's like everyone. I don't know. I just found that really moving. Yes, um, other people film. are talking
1: better about the themes of this than us. So yeah, yeah go, go check
0: out. There, there's a bunch of great writing out there. Don't. I will straight up tell people not to listen to like the one stars, because uh, like they're probably coming at it from a bad place. Like you don't have to love it, but if you don't, that's okay too. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Merry again. Christmas. For watching. Merry Christmas. Hope you enjoyed this. We have been professionally unprofessional.
1: Peace. Bye. if you want to see Trinity again.
0: Viper! Trinity.
1: I saw this in a dream. My dream.